Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 121 of the Sky and Pancake Podcast. I'm Jason Ackerman. And I'm Yvonne Ackerman. I'm uh, Matt Martin from Title Belt Ice Cream and Fresh List. Hi, I'm Adam Duke from Title Belt Ice you Cream, you also go. Duke's Bread. Oh my gosh, greatness Celebritos. I can't believe we have you both in the studio at the same we, time, and you've got a cooler full of Title Belt like ice cream. I, like I was telling you guys before, like you guys are the most requested people to have on the I podcast. I can't believe Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Um, I mean, we only, have the chefs. we only have two listeners, so yeah. they're the ones that request oh. whoever, it. But. Whoever these two <laughs> listeners yeah. are. Free ice cream. It's, it's just event. Ashley yeah. and, and Laney. Yeah. <laughs> just over and Good over again. No, Ashley said do no, in, under no circumstances should you have them on the pod. So yeah. it definitely okay. wasn't her. All right. Laney requested us twice. Laney. And I was telling Yvonne, I hope you bring ice cream. And they did bring ice cream. We absolutely did. So it's a great, yes. what a day to be alive. What a day. What about some Duke's bread in the ice cream? Like a sourdough uh, ice may, cream? Yeah, maybe someday. Ooh. I would uh, love like that. Like a French Peanut toast. butter and jelly ice cream oh, or something? Yeah. That'd be fun. Oh my Dang. gosh. <clears throat> yes. We don't have a lot of mix-ins like with our flavors. Like our flavors sure. are pretty me- pretty much like, I don't know, I think two of them have, or three of them have mix-ins. Uh, we have sprinkles three. and Oreos. That's it. So What more do you need? Why don't you guys <laughs> give a little background on yourselves and how you came to Charlotte and separately <laughs> and together and, and all how you found each stuff. other Lots of businesses between the two of you there is it's hard <laughs> well it's like 2020 i feel like everybody has five different things that they're a part of yeah oh yeah for sure um so quick i moved to north carolina in 2013 um my girlfriend now wife i like to think i'll, I'll just tell some happy stories here it's not like a <laughs> i moved down here with a girl and now we're not together anymore <laughs> Um, Rest I, in peace. Yeah, RIP yeah, that relationship. <laughs> no, so my, 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 my wife and I moved down here in 2013. Um, I came, you know, I'm classically trained in culinary. I went to school for, for four years, uh, culinary degree, uh, hospitality management as well. And where did you go to school? <clears throat> Southern New Hampshire University. So yeah. we're from New Hampshire. Well, what's your mascot? A penman. <laughs> it's tr- a penman. P- P- Petey the penman. It was an ac- it was an accounting school before. Yes. So it's just oh like my god. That's so. That's like wow, anti-Semitic. I love you. it. It's, yeah, it's a crazy. really lame mascot. <laughs> yeah, it's a super lame mascot. <laughs> um, I need to do some research the after this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then we. Uh, so I was working in a private country club before we moved down here, and I kind of had the vision of working at a vegetarian or vegan restaurant to sort of learn that skill. I wanted to take that information and then apply it to a nicer caliber restaurant later on. So I kind of wanted to use it as my bargaining chip. I wanted to learn stuff about vegetarian and veganism and then go into a kitchen. And when chef was like, we've got four vegans coming in tonight, just be like, I I got them. I'll take care of it. Uh, Little did I know that about eight months in to being at Fern, I become the sous chef. Uh, And then about a year and a couple of months in, um, the executive chef ends up like, rekindling a long love like long lost love with a high school girl and moves across america to oregon to be with her and now they're married and now they have a kid and uh at that time i found out that i was going to become the head chef do they name it fern no they should (laughs) have um yeah and i i was 23 when i took over fern uh and i was not vegetarian or vegan when i took over fern uh are you now yeah i've been vegan for five years now since then about six something like that five or six years um and yeah so i took fern over and then pretty much ran it as it left central and then went to dilworth um there's a lot there but i mean uh left fern to join fresh list um and fresh list is a company in town that pretty much helps all of our chefs source local food yeah so talk about fresh list for a second because what you've done in the community is really brought good produce to 
the restaurants. Yeah, absolutely. So Freshless helps small to mid-sized farms basically with logistics and distribution. And it like kind of sounds lame, but we also like help them um, get into new establishments and things like that. So what we'll do is uh, instead of a, a single farmer having to make 20 or 30 deliveries to get their product to people, they can deliver to us one stop, meaning they don't have to have somebody on the road, meaning they don't have to have, uh, you know, pay a driver, so on and so forth. So there's a lot of added benefit for them dropping off to us. And then what we do is we break those things down, we repackage it, and then essentially we uh, distribute uh, that to all of our area chefs. So we make we, we basically make local sourcing like a turnkey operation. We make it very simple for everybody. Everybody has their name on their invoice, so you know exactly what farm it's coming from. Um, so it's everything is still source identified with stickers and everything like that. Um, and it just helps uh, people be able to ease the ease of transaction is really nice because if you're a chef who was using local produce and you were getting you know five or ten different farmers every day, that's five or ten times somebody is stopping you. Five or ten times you're having a five to ten minute conversation. Five you know five minutes of writing a check, checking things in, but now it's just one transaction. Um, so we do that at Freshless. Uh, and then, you know, a story we'll get into a little bit more is Adam and I's friendship over the past year and uh, sort of us developing uh, Title Belt ice cream. And, uh, yeah, that's about the long and short of it. What about you, Adam? Oh, I don't know. I just, <laughs> just kind of, like, ex started existing at some point. Uh, no, so Stop I... you were born. That's yeah. <laughs> Let's start at the beginning, when a man loves a woman. Um, no, so, uh, so... I have I, two dads. Oh, well, okay. Well, when a man loves a man. Yeah. And, and they have enough to money to adopt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's fantastic. It's a longer process. No, it's, a, it's a modern love story. Yeah. Um, it's 2020. Yeah. So I moved to Charlotte in 2008. Um, I came from uh, upstate Syracuse, New York. Um, and I came down for school. Uh, I went to Johnson and Wales. Um, I have my undergrad, uh, from Syracuse university, which is where I grew up. Uh, and then, uh, I came down to Johnson and Wales because, uh, they had a program where you could get in and out with your culinary degree in a year if you already had your bachelor's and that was pretty appealing. Uh, so came down, did that, um, got through it. I originally had wanted to go into like high end fine dining. Um, I have my degree in pastry. Uh, I wanted to be uh, kind of like a high end pastry chef. I was very into like the modernist cuisine scene. That was kind of like very popular back then. So who who were the pastry chefs you looked up to? Um, so like Ben Roach at Moto in Chicago, which is actually where I did my internship. Oh, um, he was like my hero because. We were like the same age and he had done all this insane stuff. That was that point in my life where I just compared myself to other people and <laughs> not on my own merits. But, um, uh, but yeah, so I actually, yeah, like I said, I went and did my internship there at Modo in Chicago. And um, that is where I found out I did not want to be in fine dining <laughs> restaurants anymore. Um, and, um, you know, I decided to come back to Charlotte because why would I go back to upstate New York? Mm -hmm. Um, which apparently half of Charlotte has the same sentiment. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, I decided I just needed a job. It was in the middle of the um, kind of the recession in 2009. And uh, there weren't really many jobs available. So I decided I'll just start making bread in my garage until I find a real job. And 10 years later, here ten I am. Years later. <laughs> <laughs> I did not intend for it to get this far. I did not mean for it to get this far, but it just kind of grew. You know, we started doing farmer's markets. Um, and uh, slowly but surely, 
uh, we garn- we started to gather up a lot of wholesale accounts. Um, word kind of got around. It was very organic. Um, we solicited almost zero business. Um, Whole Foods came to us, started carrying our bread. Um, all these restaurants in town came to us, started carrying our bread, and just grew a really loyal base of customers. Um, and, you know, at some point about five years ago, we decided to focus solely, almost solely on wholesale. So we do that now. We're kind of like a very sort of private, not very public company. And that's kind of how we like it. We like to kind of like stay behind the scenes and just kind of help restaurants do, um, you know, what they do. And we don't like being in the limelight too much. Um, and then, uh, yeah. And then, so this past Thursday, we celebrated our 10 year anniversary. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. Which so is when talk did, about, well, when did you guys close down the Plaza Midwood storefront? That was, so that was How kind of like an there? experiment for a year. I think <laughs> we, we opened it and we signed a one year lease in 2014 and then 2015. We're like, yeah, no. Just want to focus on. <laughs> we're not doing that. Sale <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And it was a combination of things. It was, um, it, we actually, the sales were fine there. Like we did. Okay. I was, um, I was one of them. Oh, thanks for, yes, thank you. You were, you, you were one of the, <laughs> the four. Yeah. Okay. But no, no, the sales were actually fine there. Um, but what happened is uh the, the best thing that it did for us is it gave us some publicity mm-hmm. and um after we opened that storefront about three or four places within like a few block radius of there started carrying our bread for retail and at that point and you know after a while it started to be where like they would sell more bread than we would in the store and you know after a year i was like why would i keep doing this yep. when i can just sell these guys some more bread and like not have to worry about staffing and not have to worry about the rent. Um, so that's kind of the direction we went and, uh, we decided just to kind of stick with the wholesale. It was a lot easier for so us. So where are you making your bread now? I'm not in your garage. So nope. Not in the garage. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're making ice cream in the garage now. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Moving up. Full circle. Yeah. Full circle, baby. yeah. We're coming back. Um, no. So right now we have about, uh, I think it's like a 30, about 3,500 square foot. Um, just like industrial facility up in almost like North Lake Mall area off Statesville Road. It's just kind of like an industrial little strip um, very far away from like the public eye. Like you would not know it if you drove by, past it. Um, and uh, But, you know, it's, it's convenient to Charlotte. It lets us uh, produce in a nice big cheap space and then uh, kind of just distribute all over town. And we still do the one main farmer's market um, off Yorkmont, the Charlotte Regional Farmer's Market. We still do that on the weekends. Um, to kind of keep sort of like a public presence. So make yeah. bread in the morning, make ice cream at night. Is that what you guys are into now? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> we'll talk about some of the places that has due to bread. Um, well, w- one of our, actually at this point, it might be our longest standing wholesale customer was Fern. Um, they were, that's kind of how I met Matt originally. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, it's kind of funny. Like I yeah. remember Adam would be out actually being the person to make the deliveries. And it was probably right around the time that I was taking over that I found out that he worked at Moto and like, I didn't know that, um, he had been there for a stage and I didn't really know Adam's backstory, but I was like, Oh my God, that's so sick. <laughs> Cause like, you know, like those, those people were, um, inspirational in the whole modernist thing was very popular when I was in college. Um, so, you know, we start talking about that a little bit. Um, and then really, I mean, like we've known each other now for, it's gotta be going on six years, five yeah, years. Absolutely. I mean, um, ever since you were the chef at, <clears throat> at Fern was really yep. when we first met. And then what are, what are your other bigger places? Uh, like I said, Whole Foods, um, uh, Bang Bang Burgers. Um, Mean we, Gene. Mean, oh yeah. Mean Gene at Legion. Heck yeah. yes. Oh God. I, love I don't know what that is. Mean Gene? Or Legion. Oh, he's the head chef at, oh, at is Legion. He, oh, Gene, uh, 
Briggs. Yes. Right. Yeah, yes, I do. Briggs. Okay. Yeah. No, we we like. I was like, is like that a dish at Legion? No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> it's a salad. Yeah, I was like, I need that. Salad. The mean gene. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Obviously, we like him uh, a because he's awesome, and b because of wrestling reasons. Yeah. Um, he's got a great name. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. We want a promo with him so yeah, bad. Absolutely. Please. <laughs> For some reason, Mean Gene, you're listening right now. Yeah. Come, we need a promo. <laughs> we please. need to cut a promo with you, like that. Um, yeah, 300 East, um, uh, Stanley. Um, a lot of people. All the good places. Yeah, all, all, yeah. yeah, all the good places. That's yeah. our tagline. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> gonna be a new tagline now. All the good places use Dukes Road. That's right. Obviously. And where? And how'd you come up with the name Dukes? Um, so, uh, my last name is Duke. Oh, uh, okay. And then, uh, wait, wait, did I you, missed that. Wait, yeah, wait, did you do research Duke. on your guests? Maybe I should listen. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. To be fair, Adam he said he was himself. coming. Yeah. 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 Uh, he did yeah. say he was coming last night. Do people think you That's have a relation fault. to the mayonnaise? Uh, the mayonnaise, the electric company, the mm, mansion, uh, yeah. the university. <laughs> and do you? Uh, I guess not. Uh, upstate uh, New York? Well, apparently, I guess, like, uh, like some long, like, sixth generations ago like some like great 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 aunt of mine like had something to do with the university and they were like oh just sign this paper and all your future you know uh descendants can come here for free and she like refused to sign it Dang. so oh my I, gosh. I missed out on a free wow. ride apparently let's heck? build a time machine and punch her in the face <laughs> right yeah yeah there we go <laughs> sounds reasonable. I'm, I'm kidding we don't yeah. hit women on this podcast <laughs> not on air that have been dead for 300 years <laughs> <laughs> try not to make it a habit right yeah so you guys met each other. So how did you guys decide to go into business together? I thought that was a good idea. Well, the whole thing really started because Adam, fun fun fact about Adam. Last name Duke. Last name Duke, <laughs> name Duke. nickname Ducks. Um, <laughs> basically, Adam has like over couple hundred various board games in his arsenal at his home so i call him his house is sort of like the game capital of north carolina and we were we were getting together and meeting there frequently to have game nights which is really fun you know uh get, getting away from the industry and the hustle we'd sit down we'd learn a new game they pretty much uh you know laney and ben um would come um you know laney from 300 east and her husband ben and me and my wife, um, and we would, somebody would make dinner, somebody would make a drink, and then somebody would make dessert. So we would have like a full meal, and then we'd learn and play this game. And basically, one night it was Adam's turn to make ice cream, well, well, to make dessert. Mm -hmm. And he ended up making, what was the first flavor? Was it mango lassi? Mango lassi, yeah, because oh. it was Indian night. Yeah, so like we'd put a theme to the dinner, so it would be like fun. How do we get invited to this dinner? Yeah. You, you can don't go like to a, board games. You can go to eventbrite.com uh, and yeah. buy tickets for That's, it. We've actually, every time we do it, we joke that we, we joke. need to like sell tickets. Oh, people would <laughs> like, love it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I like board games. I just don't like playing with people who aren't. You don't ever want to play board games. So you guys were playing last night then? Uh, we, were, we weren't, oh, but oh, yeah. There's another. There, there's a couple Sorry, of different Adam. game circles. Yeah. Yeah. Just a couple other people that, you know, we allow in our social circle that we play games with. So yeah, so <laughs> basically on, on Indian night, Adam ended up making mango lassi ice cream and we were like blown away. Yeah. We we're like, what the hell? Yeah. And, for, and for the Secret record, I'm, I am not vegan at all. Right. Okay. Like I eat all the things. Um, but you know, with like Matt and Mariah coming over, um, they're both, uh, vegan and then Lainey is, you know, lactose intolerant. I was like, all right, let's try something new. Let's, let's try to make something vegan. This should be fun. <laughs> and then like, it came out incredible. I was like, Oh, okay. Did well, you use coconut milk for the main? Uh, recipe? it was, co uh, the base is coconut cream. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, Can we bust this out now? Absolutely. Do you have uh, that one? Yeah. We don't have mango. We have passion, we have passion fruit, fruit, which is very Oh, close. I love passion fruit. That's cool. Passion fruit's one of my favorite flavors. 
Uh, so that's for you so guys. Out of everyone at the this. game night. So what made Matt like? Why did you get to get in on this ice cream thing? You know. So basically, because he, he wanted to. Basically, because <laughs> a I wanted to. He was and, dumb enough and, to join up with yeah, me. Yeah, and I have a lot of. I'm a very idea heavy person, and if I get behind something, I get very excited about it. So I was like, Adam, this ice cream is better than any vegan ice cream I've had. We need to do something with this. And that kind of coincided at the time. Um, I'm on the VegFest planning um, committee. So we were planning and getting ready for VegFest to happen in September. And that was about, uh, there was an after party and we needed a couple of different vendors. And I was like, the after party is only going to be like 150 people. Let's do ice cream at the after party. And we'll see if it's responded well. We'll see if people like it. And originally, our working title was Broyo. So, oh, I love that. <laughs> I just and working. What happened? Well, yeah. okay, so we couldn't stay. With we them. couldn't. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. too stupid. They, they, it was fun, they, they but told it was Matt, they told Matt he had thirty seconds to give them a company name. Yeah, that's yeah. What he came up with, and, and Julia, pretty Julia, good for thirty seconds. Julia Simon was like, "You should call it Broyo because you guys are two bros. It's pretty funny." And then we were like. It can be like the the hand clasping can be our logo and like, you know it was going to be funny and everything. But how we ended up getting into Title Belt was this this was there's so many things that happened to make it culminate all the way that it did. Basically, we were going to local wrestling shows and we were like, if we can just sell enough ice cream to support going to support local wrestling, it's worth it. Like who cares? We'll do a couple <laughs> of pop ups. We'll make you know we'll do this is this will be our little side hustle and this will afford us front row tickets. This will afford us, um, you know, going to larger events, buying pay-per-views, having things like that. And then I was like, what's better than having the title belt? Like nothing is better than being the champion. We'll call it title belt ice cream. And in my mind, I was like, there's nothing that's going to be better than having an ice cream cone wearing the strap. So <laughs> our logo is the, oh the ice cream gosh. cone wearing a title belt. Yeah, it's fantastic. Sticker. What a champion. I love that. that. Okay, cone. okay. Let's talk about the local wrestling scene a little absolutely. bit. Yeah, I want to yeah. back up. I would love to, and, and absolutely. Not just local wrestling. Also. Right, right. So yeah. we, we also... Oh, you, you are a local wrestler. No, I wish. Oh, um, uh, well, they're just spectators. Yeah, that's, spectators. That's kind of a side goal of <laughs> That is business. a side goal. Yeah, yeah there's a couple of goals. <laughs> but basically, so we watch we watch um, All Elite Wrestling. So we watch AEW. We don't watch WWE, which is a newer promotion. Yeah, um, I'm not an idiot. Good. After Good. the Dukes thing, we're not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, shots fired. Um, so, so the local wrestling scene. Uh, Wait, what's your name? Maddie Scoops. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> okay, yeah. So, well, tell the people like because I don't think people understand the whole wrestling culture. I don't know the difference between those two things. No, but talk about how there's like different circuits and Absolutely. how it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, what we go and watch is pretty much the, the minor league. So, if you're thinking about it when it comes to, like, baseball, there's major league, then there's AAA. So, we are watching, there are various territorial sort of AAA teams comparable, you know, to how there would be in baseball. So, we watch our local division, uh, which is, you know, around, um, they have shows in Concord, they have shows in Gastonia, they have shows all sort of dispersed throughout our area of North Carolina, and that's called PWX. And um, we started going to these shows and just having an absolute blast. Like there's so much fun. The energy is amazing. The crowds are always amazing. The people watching 
can be fantastic. Um, and you know, we wanted to continue to be able to do that without, you know, front row seats aren't expensive. They're like 40 bucks or whatever, but we were like, yeah, not even that. Yeah. The last year, like last weekend was like $25. Do you think title, yeah. but ice cream could be the title sponsor? Yes. A hundred percent. That's a big goal. That's a goal. <laughs> so do they have like the bikini Absolutely. models with the signs. No, no. no. so that's like boxing. No. Yeah. Like oh, okay. This is classy. Boxing. This is yeah. classy. Right. Okay. okay. So to start, it was W tell me if I'm wrong about this. Go ahead. It Shoot was for it. So like in the, 80s maybe even 70s it was wwf which was that was when like hulk hogan and Mm -hmm. all rick flair charlotte legend yep um and then the 90s obviously was the rock and the undertaker Mm -hmm. and stone cold Austin, all those people yeah so that's and then they got sued because it was the world life fund so then they had to change their name to wwe Mm -hmm. this is the highest level Mm -hmm. and then recently in the last is it hasn't been the last two years um, the A and E AEW AEW is about a year they're, they, they just, just celebrated year. being a year yeah. of a company. So, yeah. so basically the WWE people felt like it was getting a little stagnant. So they, these people formed this other. Yeah. So AEW, AEW was formed because a lot of these people were tired of WWE and sort yeah. of how it, uh, how it all operated. And so then it's all Vince McMahon. Yep. Yeah, so then they, they started a, they all ran throughout various different independent circuits. So like ROH, Ring of Honor is commonly in Concord as well. Uh, And they, most of the people, um, or a lot of the people who are in AEW came from ROH, which is cool because it's like, we we literally have seen people in a 250 person auditorium wrestle that are now wrestling in front of thousands of people, which is insane. Um, So it's all real, right? Like it's not, I know sometimes you would hear like it's it a wasn't. It's a hundred percent real. It is a hundred percent real. I feel like you guys are making fun of me. <laughs> no, not at all. No, no, it's no, very real. It, no, it's very real in a sense. It's, it's, people get hurt. Okay. It is, okay. it is scripted, but so, like, so they kind of hype it up, the but action, they're really fighting. The yeah. action is absolutely, okay. absolutely real. I gotcha. Yeah. So it's kind of the way that I like to think about it is like, you have a story. We have a couple of plot points that we're going to okay. hit, but in between those plot points is completely improvised. So it's like, it's, it's such a beautiful thing to see two people who are very good at what they're doing, have a match that they string together and knowing that they knew what the finish was going to be. So they know who's going to win and they know that there's going to be a crazy moment where, you know, we're going to do a moonsault off the top rope, but everything else in between that they're scripting and they're talking to each other while they're in this match. And like, but they know who's going to win. Like they, they, they tell them that. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then it's like a play. Yeah. 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 It's, 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 it's live action theater. Interesting. It's 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 our soap operas. It's whatever you want to. What are the limits? Like, can you like face? Like, are there any rules? Like, can you bite? You can't bite. <laughs> there, 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 there's a whole list of rules. There's too many rules to get I mean, into. There, there is biting, but there you can't is, do yes, it. But you can't yeah. do it. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the ref has to be distracted. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's classic. Yeah. I think you'd be really good at wrestling. Yeah, I think I could. So are there women? I know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But women only fight women or? No. 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 Oh, God, no. Nope. Interesting. And so okay. Tessa, Tessa Blanchard is a wrestler from Impact Wrestling, and she just won the World Heavyweight Championship from Sammy Callahan. And it's like a whole Shit. thing. This intergender wrestling is becoming very popular. Um, and it's, I don't know, it's fun. It, you know, you have to, you have to suspend your disbelief and you just have to appreciate what's happening. But if you can do that, you can, you can immerse yourself so heavily in it. And it's so much fun. Sounds like a great time. We brought, uh, we brought Jason from Free Range and uh, his kids to the last one. <laughs> And uh, I want to go to this. The, oh, we'll take you yeah. guys. Hell yeah. I'd love it. So, so the whole time, um, Sam and Art, um, Jason and Sarah's kids were like, is that real? Or is that fake? Yeah. Is that real? <laughs> Tell and, me. And then, and then somebody got, somebody got chopped 
You know what a chop is? No. no. So like a chop. Yeah, yeah. Here like, come chopping. Oh my oh. gosh, a chop would be <laughs> this scared. Is a, I'm scared. Oh, that would be a chop, right? My did not goodness, hold, back. hold on. Are you okay, Adam? I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my God! The uh, crowd goes wild. Oh okay, so so that's so we that's have a sound effect. So that's a that's a chop, right? So if if I had if I did that bare skin and you hear that, oh yeah, we've we've seen people get chopped so hard that like their chest instantly turns purple. So like <laughs> that shit's real. <laughs> and, you know and, it. You can see it. You can see it. Yeah. And Sam and Art, when when the first person got chopped, they just like. <laughs> like they couldn't they didn't know what was going on. And I was like, yeah, guys, this is this is I, real. I honestly did not know we had like minor lead wrestling. here. Oh, yeah. this yeah. Is so it's, it's shocking how fantastic it is. Like we like so I just started. We Well, I guess we both started going last year. Yep. But previous to that, like I kind of always just assumed like it would be like such a degree lower than what's on like a national level. But it really isn't. <laughs> Like it's very impressive what they do, yeah. and it's like, a, and it's like such fun to go and sport. And the other thing with it is, like, since it's such a small audience, there's a lot more like audience participation. Yeah. So there's different stuff that you can do with a smaller crowd. So like, I can't do crowd work. Uh, think about like seeing a stand-up comedian. Think about seeing a stand-up comedian in a room of fifty people. That that comedian could be like the guy in the front row. He's got a pink shirt. You know what I mean? And like play That's why we sit in the back. And it's yeah. scary. And it's fun and it's scary, right? But well, if you're well, in the a, back is like the fifth row. Right. So it's right like yeah. But if everyone's in, in play, they if won't you're pull a, you up though, right? No, no, no. But no, I mean, that's like, a liability but issue. if you're in a, yeah. if you're in a five thousand person arena, you can't do that sort of individual work. So, and that's that transfers over to when you're watching wrestling too. So these these smaller crowds get worked and people get super excited about it. And then what's great is like there'll they'll be intermissions or after the show and all the wrestlers will like set up and sell merch and like interact with the crowd. And it's I mean like That's it's cool. a very immersive event. It's really fun, you know. What's the food scene? Like fair food, beer? Oh, it's all different. <laughs> it's all different. Yeah. So they they have um these shows at all different venues. The first one I ever went to was actually on the rooftop of the epicenter in the middle of oh, uptown. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it, it was fa- it was it was like a beautiful night in the middle of the summer. And it was like Sounds such like the a fun ideal event. venue for that. Oh, it was beautiful. Uh, like the next one was like at like a VFW hall, and it was just like all these like old ladies, um, just Into like it, microwaving right? popcorn and like grilling hot dogs and hamburgers. Um, get a the, new spoon. the last one was in there. I've eaten all the passion fruit. Um, Jason's going cr- to town on this. Oh, yeah. yeah we'll the la- the last it. one was like in their headquarters, and they just ordered like 40 Papa John's pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> So it just really runs the gamut. Yeah, oh, uh, a few a few months ago there was one. It, it was at um, uh, which brewery was it? Catawba Brewing. Cabarrus. Cabarrus. I always mix up. Too close too. to comfort was the craziest one. We were we were like a foot and a half away from the ring, and at that specific event, uh, two of my favorite people were fighting each other: JD Drake and Tracer X. Oh my god! And Tracer X was in the corner, and JD Drake hit him with a very weak chop. It was pathetic. It was like barely anything. Oh, come on. So I chanted. <laughs> I chanted that shit's weak <laughs> that shit's weak and then I stood up and I was like that shit's weak that shit and then he looked at me and he's like that was weak why don't you get up in here and oh, then God. he I mean he hit Tracer X into eternity I mean he hit this you dude you felt bad oh I felt terrible he felt terrible he was yeah, very meek the rest he's, of the he's, show he's very much my favorite person I felt You're like, terrible. oh man my bad homeboy's chest was purple and you could see every finger of jay Drake's hand on his chest but it's just it's just fun they're they're just really entertaining and it's just different it's it's so the, the energy is so hard to explain until you actually go there like jason jason from pre-range was saying that it's like the most fun thing he's done 
as a live event recently. Yeah, he said he's going to bring all of his employees. Yeah, he wants one. to do a, yeah. he wants to do an employee outing where we are, we're the shamans of local wrestling. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so how are you? So is your goal to wrestle yourself? Like, so how so how uh, are we? Yeah. So let's get back to the ice cream. Sure. Because that was awesome. Probably the best tangent we've so ever done. The, Sorry, that what's was the a next one that we've. This is a peanut them. butter Oreo. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so it's, a, it's actually just straight peanut butter ice cream and then Oreos mixed into Oreos. it. Fabulous. Yeah. Oh so, my gosh. So where, where are you selling ice cream now? Bro, great question. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> where, yeah, man, where, where are we selling ice cream? Tell okay, me. So this is where we're at. If you want to know absolutely everything. Okay? I, yes. I want to know everything. Adam, you want to explain the machine and then I'll dig into what we're about to do later on this afternoon. Sure. Yeah. So um, before this all was even started, like I just owned like a soft serve ice cream machine. Because, As you should. Because, yeah, so you then know. this was made in a soft serve machine yes, yes. yes. uh okay. now, for reasons i won't get into i just own a soft serve ice cream yeah. machine. um <laughs> sounds expensive to use it to pick up women uh yeah yeah <laughs> it's been very effective yeah you want to um, see my soft serve machine yeah huh? <laughs> like oh that's not what i was expecting how's the women you were, scene? You were actually literal yeah. right what, how's the women seen at these wrestling events like uh, any potential yeah. ladies uh, there are more females in attendance than i actually thought that there would be um, I would say, and, and it's interesting because the the demographic of wrestlers in the local division is a lot younger. So I think that there's more like sex appeal draw, and when it comes to that, so I mean there there is every single spectrum it's of everybody. people yeah. at these events. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were we're oh we're talking about the ice cream the machine. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, the that's machine. Right. Um, so this machine, so it's a soft serve ice cream machine and it's fantastic for like going to an event and like serving like, Oh, like one person comes up, you give them ice cream. Another person comes up, you give them ice cream. So it's portable. It's you portable. Take this machine. Okay. Yes. And it's good for, you know, like serving one person at a time. It is terrible for what's called like batch ice cream making, like which production. is like production. Mm -hmm. So when you want to make like a lot of ice cream when at once, uh, like when you want to, when you want to make it beforehand, like for like, you know, like these cups, like if we're making a, we're making a bunch of these cups. Um, like we make a giant batch and then we scoop it out into the cups. It's terrible for that. Last week I made four gallons of ice cream and it took me six hours. Oh my gosh. Which which should take him like forty minutes. Yeah. If we had the proper machine. Right. Is it because this is an old machine, a small machine? It's just it's a machine that's just made for it's like a small batch. Like, like super small. Uh it, and, and it's not even it's not so it's like what we're shopping for right now. Spoiler yeah. alert, we're shopping for a new machine. Spoiler. Um oh. we're shopping for it's called a batch ice cream yeah, okay. machine which is like meant to make large batches so of like ice cream. we could make a gallon in like seven to 12 minutes yes. instead now of a gallon talking. in 45 <laughs> minutes right yeah. exactly so yeah it's just the machine we have now it's meant for like individual service yeah okay. yeah yeah it's meant for like counter service okay like, I gotcha. you know i want one cone you do one cone exactly. and then, an hour yeah yeah <laughs> yeah no and then yeah. you can refill the hopper so on and so forth okay. so what we're doing now the community response that we've gotten has been absolutely it's fantastic. Been testing it out. So where has it been? So we've done a couple of different pop-ups. Okay. We recently, the four gallons that Adam is talking about, we sold ice cream to Bottle Tree for restaurant week. So they put us on their oh. restaurant week menu, which was super sweet of them. They're good people. That's awesome. Um, and then basically we've just... <laughs> Hoard out ice cream around town. <laughs> That's the, accurate. The crazy thing about yeah, Lainey brought us a few. Yeah. We were lucky. Yeah, Lainey's <laughs> the best. The beautiful thing about uh, us is that we're both food service professionals, so we we we're very lucky because we know a lot of people, and then we're also very lucky because the ice cream is good. So <laughs> the mix of those two things has been very beneficial. But currently, the next phase that we're into is getting a larger machine so that we can actually sell. To we we want to wholesale and then do pop ups. 
So I want to wholesale to different restaurants and places like that around town. And then we want to have pop-ups so people know who we are, know us, because that's very important. Um, and then basically be able to say, you can go buy this at X, Y, and Z establishment around town. So we're, we're really supporting the places. And then we're sort of getting ourselves over with the crowd so that people want to buy our ice cream when they so go to those. you're doing a dude's bread model, if well, you will. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, pretty More much. Or less. I mean, it's it's worked for me. So well, and <laughs> you have a contact at Whole Foods, right? So it could even be that. Possibly. Big. Yeah. yeah, as far as local places, Absolutely. quote unquote. Right? So yeah. are, are each awesome. flavor, are they going to have a wrestler's name? Oh. No. 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 This was in the early discussions. <laughs> this was in the early <laughs> discussions. The only one that we really like, uh, so Speculos is called Biscoff, like cookie mm -hmm. butter. Yeah. And we, we wanted to call it Eric Biscoff. Instead of Eric Bischoff, and that's like I, see, I wouldn't know. Six yeah. people, yeah. Two six people get that joke, <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah, and two of them it. are in this room, and two yeah. of them are in this room at this table, <laughs> right? So, tell me about some of the flavors that you've done, other than the passion fruit and this chocolate oh boy. peanut butter oh Oreo. Yeah, well, so one promotion I that we just us. did uh, end of last year is we did a twelve days of Title Belt pre-order yeah, ice, ice cream advent calendar, ice cream advent calendar. So we actually <laughs> we actually made every single flavor. That we've ever made before yeah we have 12 flavors 12 to 15 but for the 12 days we we had uh gosh and it is very good i had all the passion fruit myself <laughs> that's fine i hope you didn't want any mm, no it's okay so yeah. we i we, saw you going to town we basically have like um ba bases that are based off of like vanilla chocolate and then fruit um so we have passion fruit mango lassi pineapple um and then we have cake batter Ooh. chocolate cake batter um, and those have sprinkles in them, so they're like funfetti cake batter. Oh my gosh! Oh which we might have. Oh, yeah. There's just more and more comes out. Bro, there's so much ice cream. You have no idea. Well, you guys are amazing. There's four total. I don't yeah. want to <laughs> say best guest ever to hurt anyone else's right. feelings. Oh, I see the sprinkles. <laughs> yeah, the sprinkles are great. <laughs> this is my. I always go. I'm okay. You know, we've five been years old, we've been so pushing for an ice cream maker in town to make a licorice flavor, like a black, not like. So suggestion, stallion pancakes suggestion. Okay. Then you don't we, have to take it. Yeah. <laughs> heard. Um, We've heard your suggestion. We've yeah. heard your suggestion. <laughs> noted. I want to acknowledge that I'm hearing that. Yeah. Yeah. I hear um, you. That's all I want yeah. is to be heard. Ginger, gingerbread, peppermint, oh. Oreo. Those oh. were our holiday flavors. That sounds delicious. Uh, mocha, ginger lime, Mexican hot chocolate. And um, I think that's it. And then we have a couple wow. of different other sort of, we call them developmentals. So like a developmental wrestler is trying to get into the big leagues. So we have yeah. a couple of other developmentals. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. We Cake batter is fantastic. Cake batter is our, our current heavyweight champ. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cake yeah. batter's got the strap. Yeah. Yeah. Well, That's a fan favorite. So sidebar here, just, I want to talk about Matt, your, your marriage meetings. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's been on yeah, my we head. Were so pre-show we had this, yeah, this talk. I, I have to know more about that. Yeah, so uh, every weekend uh, we sit down and we have this framework, which is uh, based off of uh, The Art of Manliness. I don't know if you guys are familiar mm -hmm. with that podcast, Brett McKay. Okay. Um, but basically you, you have four things that you talk through. Um, the first thing that you start off with is uh, appreciation and gratitude. So you address some things that you very much appreciate throughout the week. Um, Wednesday nights, for, for instance, we watch AEW. So we watch oh, Wednesday. She likes it. Oh, she Mariah. Oh, right? Mar Mar Mariah. Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 That's yeah, awesome. She's, yeah. she's into it. She, um, so Wednesday nights when I usually end up working like 12 hours on Wednesdays and I usually also go to the gym in the morning very early. So I'm like, I have a very busy day. Um, so like usually on Wednesdays, Mariah will like do the dishes and sort of like tidy up while we're watching wrestling because she knows I really want to watch it. 
So usually I'll be like, I really appreciate that you did dishes on Wednesday night. I really like, thank you. Cause it's like, I don't really take a lot of time for myself to like wind down and do things like that. Um, so that's cool. Uh, number two is you talk about chores. So things that need to get done around the house, uh, so on and so forth. And then usually within chores, we have a subsect of like a budget meeting where like we talk about what's coming out, what's coming up, so on and so forth. Um, the third thing that you talk about is you plan for good times. So like, we'll look at the calendar and sort of talk to each other about what's coming on for the week. What's going on. When do we have free time? When could we go out potentially? If there's something long-term that we're looking forward to, like right now we're planning a small vacation to go to Asheville. So we'll like <clears throat> maybe talk through details and stuff like that. And the last thing that you talk about is problems and challenges. So like this week is really difficult for me because I'm working. I kind of work like four jobs. Um, you know, it's 2020, everybody has their little side hustles and things like that. So I might be like a problem for me this week is I overbooked myself. I kind of fucked up. So, you know, I'm going to be very busy, so on and so forth. And it's just a really good way of like dialing in on communication so that yeah, each person in the relationship knows what's going on with each other for people who are busy. Um, yeah, we've probably been doing that now for I the past this. year. It's really yeah. cool. Yeah. So wait, so this is on the podcast. They like lay, they lay that out. Is that their own thing? Uh, or yeah. does that come from somewhere it else? Com it comes, there's a, there's a hodgepodge of like, there are some people that, um, I can't think of the person's name, but like there's somebody who does like goal setting for the year. So like we kind of took some like goal setting things and then we took his sort of framework and sort of meshed it into being our own thing that works for how we operate. And you do it every week. You don't every miss week. it. No. That's really cool. We should try that. Yeah. Interesting that you should end with challenges. Maybe you do challenges at the beginning and then end with things you're looking forward to. That's my feedback. I, I think, think it sets a tone <laughs> that you're in a positive mindset. Exactly. Ah, yeah, exactly. Okay, that so makes you, sense. So now you're looking forward to something that's going to be exciting and then okay. you're like, well, this is kind of difficult for me and you feel a little bit more open because you've had yes. a little bit of time to talk about this. Okay, stuff. no, that total, totally makes sense. It's you like you start it. with this flavor and then you end with the licorice flavor. Because so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no one's going to like it except for us. <laughs> so what are your other jobs other than... This fresh list. fresh list. So title right belt now. ice cream, mm -hmm. uh, fresh list. Uh, I work part time at the club at Longview um, with Charles. Uh, Charles is the executive chef over there. He's absolutely fantastic. The team over there is wonderful. Uh, very uh, open kitchen. Very, uh, you know, a, a place that I enjoy working part time, essentially. Uh, and then Adam and I have another company oh. called, <laughs> which it's, this, guys, is, this is mainly Matt's company. This is I'm mainly, just tagging along. Yeah. But Adam helps out tremendously. We, it's called stupid food. So stupid <laughs> food, stupid food is our catering company. Um, so I have a couple of people who followed me when I left Fern that still wanted to eat my food. So essentially what we do is we go to their homes and we do a, a five or six course tasting meal for them in their house. And our whole that's objective awesome. is to make food so good. People are like, that's stupid. Right. That's stupid. <laughs> that food is stupid. Makes like, me think of Chef Rob Clement. He always says this that. Is done. Like stupid. Okay, Jason. <laughs> chill Rob's out. the man. <laughs> we don't need to. We can share ice Was cream. that for you? Well, I mean, maybe. <laughs> I have the belt I now. feel like he's like really like not as dialed in as usual. Like I'm glad you guys brought the ice cream, but like he's. So it can distract him and you can talk to us? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he's like that. over there in his own little world, like not I paying I still can't believe attention. your last name's Dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's I, he's stuck on that. I honestly can't believe it <laughs> yeah. either. Shocking. <laughs> All right, so stupid Blessed. food. Like, how often? Like, where do people find out about that? You can't. I mean, honestly. <laughs> so in other words, you're offering it to just people you okay, like. Okay, I'm a CPA. That's a bad business model. <laughs> no, it's terrible. None of these businesses are set up to do well. There's no doubt about that. So okay, so we're here's not the smart business. We are people. not. So here's the thing. Okay, so we were doing stupid food, and it would literally take me somewhere between 20 hours a week between planning the menu, doing the logistics making all the recipes, actually doing the production of cooking, and then 
packing everything up, going to somebody's home, and we were only charging a hundred dollars a head. And yeah, so yeah. it's not bad when you're doing six people. So you six hundred dollars, but then like in after food costs, and then like both of us splitting money, it would be like more of a fun night, an ego event, and we would make a little <laughs> bit of money. And Adam was like. I love you, but you're dumb. <laughs> he would be like, you can't read. And I'm like, I know. So, <laughs> so essentially he was like, if we spent 20 hours doing this, like making this ice cream, we're going to make more money for the amount of time and passion and effort you're putting into something. And then that's sort of where like stupid foods kind of fizzled out. I'll still do them because they are a lot of fun. Um, and then the ice cream company became more of the thing that I was focusing my sort of side hustle energy on. So if we charge $200, could you still do them? I mean, I, I would still do them for a hundred. Yeah. I'm dumb. <laughs> you don't say that. Call it dumb food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't read good. I you say, you say 250 and we're talking. 250 yeah, and we're, we're chatting. Absolutely. People would pay it. So the thing is like, yeah, it, it's hard because it's fun. And, and okay. obviously title belt is a lot of fun. So we, we just want to be doing things that we actually enjoy doing. Like it's 2020. You can do anything. I love how he just keeps on bringing out yeah, ice cream flavors. more. We got one more. You guys are. No, no, this is, oh, this the is best is kind this of Santa it. Claus. This what's this one? Mexican hot chocolate. Oh my oh, gosh. Yeah. God. I don't know if I should put this one over by Jason. At the rate he's going. Yeah, I really like this one. I mean, I'll be hundred percent honest with you. You shouldn't <laughs> <laughs> just get your fill mm. before you so, pass it over. So what's the yeah. ultimate goal? Oh so we like don't have in one. six months. It's like a red hot sort of. It's got that cinnamon. Yeah. Wow. But it's like more than usual. Like when people say Mexican hot chocolate, sometimes you can barely get the kick. Like oh, this sure. has such a nice kick. Thank you. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. What's our goal? We just, I don't know. We're just having fun. Literally, literally after this podcast, uh, Mariah and I are going to the hobbyist uh, to like sit down and I'm like putting together our business plan and our financials and, and like all of our analytics. But I would like to see us, at, we would like to do something along the lines of twice a month delivery. Mm -hmm. So okay. the opposite weekend would be our production weekend. All we would need is a couple of large freezers, uh, which we already have access to. Um, and essentially get into a business model where one weekend we're producing one weekend we're delivering and then build out essentially to be able to hire somebody to handle production. So all we do is handle relationships and then we do the pop-ups because those events are usually fun. Like we're, we're, we're setting up at veg fest. We're setting up at veg fest junior. We're looking at different comic cons and other wrestle cons, like where the crowd would be sort of excited by the idea of like wrestling themed ice cream. Cause it's, it's, it's fun. Like it's, it's meant to be fun, but yeah, ice cream should be fun. Exactly. But the, the beauty of it is, um, you know, <laughs> like it's vegan. So we, but we don't really advertise that. We yeah, just, don't we, tell people that. we just say vegan yeah. options available. Yeah. It doesn't matter. And then when people know. ask us like, what are the vegan options? We usually lean in and go, Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like that. Because then, then people don't think that's not for yeah. me. You know, and it's kind of funny because like the whole like wrestling theme almost like distracts from like the vegan mm -hmm. portion of it. So they people, don't seem to go together, right? No, like, no right. not at all. <laughs> not really I mean, and then uh, but the you know people like are so excited about like oh my gosh like wrestling themed ice cream this is amazing <laughs> and then mm -hmm. they kind of don't. Because if you put like five ice creams in front of somebody and you're like, oh, this one's vegan, like that's going to be the one that gets ignored. Yeah. Um, but like, I feel very confident in the quality of this ice cream that can hold up against, you know, taste I can speak for that because I just add four cups of it. Yeah, you just add four cups of it. So but um, yeah, you can't really tell. What's the base of some of the other ones? Like 
uh, Every, everything is coconut cream. It's all coconut. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, that's that's like the quote unquote <laughs> secret ingredient. So, have you tried any flavors that just didn't work? Uh, everything's been like moderately successful to a degree. Everything has been tweakable. Yeah. So we've Adam has different like batch numbers. So like batch number chocolate zero zero three. Like th- might we might think oh it doesn't have as great mouth feel or it doesn't have the chocolatey notes that it needs. Uh, coffee doesn't come through enough or something along those lines. And then he'll go and do another small test batch of it. Uh, and basically, I would say each flavor you've made, you've probably made each flavor three or four times independently On before average, you're happy I'd say with three. it. There's a couple that I like, just made the first time and it was great. And there's a couple that like I'm still working on right. to get exactly right um, to the point where you know we're happy with it. Um, the texture is so creamy and perfect. Yeah. Do you think that's from the coconut milk too, partially, or is that from the soft serve machine? Like, what makes it yes. so? Yeah, all that. Yeah, he, yeah. he could tell you, but he'd have to kill you. Yeah, <laughs> you seem nice too. It'd be sad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I could tell you, but then I'd have to be more competent <laughs> in what I'm doing <laughs> 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 to explain it. Yeah. Is Mariah involved? And like, is she gonna help she, out? She helps us sell. Uh, like, she'll help out with events and stuff like that. But yeah. any sort of and, and like, she she's very supportive. But most of the. Um, kitchen environment sort of gives her like anxiety, you know, I, I get very heavily focused and like, she can tell when I get like that. So she helps out as, as much as, um, she's comfortable with, which is good. So when you say deliveries, you don't mean to like individuals, like an ice no. cream CSA, unfortunately. Like yeah. Like <laughs> I got really yeah. excited. Like, great. It's like an ice cream of the month club only twice a month. So basically <laughs> we, I would really like us like in the future, I would like us to be doing pop-up events on the opposite weekend where we're not handling restaurant deliveries. So like maybe two events a month or at least one large event a month. That way people are continuously seeing us and then wholesaling as much as possible because the larger amounts is just going to be easier to handle then. But again, all of this is fake. Like yeah. this so, is oh yeah. so not here yet. So coming. where's your next event? Do you have a next event? We do. Yeah. So yes. our next event is um it's Slaw, uh Southern Ladies Arm Wrestling. Oh my gosh. Um, and it's on <laughs> Valentine's Day. Oh. At Free Range Brewing. Oh my goodness. Um there's gonna be an all female arm wrestling competition and we're gonna be doing ice cream there. Uh, Jamie Swafford is going to be doing um, like hot dogs and stuff like that as well. Um, Sounds like a really fun time. Absolutely. Yeah, no, so everyone like go to perfect that. match. Yeah. Yeah. Especially on Valentine's Day. Like yeah. that's the kind it's of a silly thing later. I want to be doing. It's a little yeah. bit later. So if you have like an early dinner, you can yeah. come out and it's open to the public. So like, you know, if you want to come arm wrestle, you can sign up. Well, and which like, is oh, my arm it. wrestling yeah. needs work, but I saw I you work out today and the, you were you looking, what yeah. you looking <laughs> a 15. That's fine. Yeah. I can do 15 at one time. If you win, you get free ice cream. Oh, well, I'd do anything. There you go. You get the belt. <laughs> also, if you guys want some, we're kind of hoarding it. So oh, please okay. don't let us hoard your Yeah, we, we, we've had it a couple of <laughs> times. Yeah, are you so sick okay. of it? No. no I, eat, I eat it every day. <laughs> All the time. Yeah, I eat every, ice cream is my favorite food. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, um, when it's like this. Yeah. So let's talk about where you guys go eat around town. I was going to ask that. Oh, great. Oh, nice. Same wavelength. Thank you. What are your favorite places? Oh boy, you want to start with you? No, you go first. I gotta think. Give oh us boy. some <laughs> hidden gems, maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, so I personally, I uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna be a lot more universal because because you know Matt has some dietary restrictions, um, but uh, I, I'm a little bit over kind of not over, but like I'm I I don't really do fine dining as much um, as I used to. Um, I really like the kind of like the cheap little hole in the wall places. 
um, where, you know, if, if I go and I spend 15 bucks on a meal and it's like, okay, I'm like, okay, well, you know, it was a fun experience where, you know, fine dining, I go and I drop 60 bucks. I'm like, oh, that was okay. And now I'm disappointed because I just dropped $60. Um, keep the expectations low. <laughs> yeah. And just like yeah. really high quality. But yeah. I mean, like, like my go-to places, like I, like, I feel like every chef you've probably ever had in here has said like Lee's Bonnie's. Um, I go there like all the time. We don't hear that as much as I would think. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I love that place. I've actually never been, which is crazy. Oh, that is insane. I know it we is insane. We lived there. uptown too oh, for a while too. You should so fix it's that. wrong. It's yeah, wrong. You should okay. fix that. Um, I love going to the, uh, Savoy foods on central and there's like the torta shop in the back. Um, that place is freaking amazing. Um, these are hidden gems. These are good stuff. It's like like my favorite, um, like amazing gigantic sandwiches. Uh, chef Ryan Allen turned me onto that place. That place is amazing. Um, everybody likes to go to Lang Van. Lang Van is awesome. That's one of ours for sure. Yeah. That's yeah. Um, my personal favorite is, uh, Saigon Palace on South Boulevard though. Have not been there. Okay. Um, is that enough? No, is that good? <laughs> your your recs are know. too good. Uh, do you want to do a guest blog post? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> so what about yeah v- vegan stuff? Langvan yeah, is good for that. Langvan's fantastic yeah. for vegan yeah. food. Yeah, uh, I would say that Mariah and I usually eat out for utility. Mm-hmm. Like you know, we were heavy into the Chipotle Yafo fast casual because I'm usually really busy. Um, some of the better. <laughs> I'm also a little, uh, my opinion's a little jaded, I guess, because usually if I'm going to a nicer establishment, I can ask the chef like ahead of time because I know them, which is very lucky. But if you're vegan out there and you want to get a good meal and you want to go to a restaurant that you've you've heard of, but you're worried. Then hire stupid food to come cater to them. <laughs> yeah, put us over. Good plug. For $5,000 $5, a head. Yeah. Call the restaurant ahead of time. 000. Call the restaurant. Tell them, in three days, I plan on coming in. I'm vegan. Vegan to me means this. I don't eat honey. I don't eat eggs, so on and so forth. Do you think that the chef would be capable of doing that? Try to make it on a night where it's not going to be super busy. Don't do it on a Friday or a Saturday. Let's try and do it on a Thursday. Let's try and do it earlier in the week. Give that chef the heads up and they're going to take care of you. Um, some of the the best vegan meals that I've had in town have not been from vegan establishments. Um, I had a fantastic vegan dinner at the Stanley. Um, Paul and Alex took care of me super, like just super amazingly. Uh, we, we had that meal when we purchased our house this year. Uh, I had an awesome meal at Zeppelin. Uh, Chef Vince hooked it up hard when we went there. Uh, The service at Zeppelin was absolutely fantastic too. Um, Those are two places where uh, around town that I've gotten to go to. But again, it's because I knew the chef. Other than that, um, you know, we definitely go to Lang Vans a lot. Um, We go to Thai Taste a lot. Thai Taste Mm, rules. Uh, Their pad thai is fantastic. You have to ask for no egg, no fish sauce. But like, if you're a vegan, you need to uh, understand what's typically in it so you know how to ask the appropriate questions. And obviously, I'm super lucky because I ate meat for 22 years and I'm a classically trained chef. So usually when it comes to those questions, I know what to ask. But doing a little bit of research so that you can better take care of your dietary preferences, I definitely think is very important. What have you noticed since going vegan as far as how you feel or your health? Because you look sexy. <laughs> 
Okay. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think Matt's going to volunteer this information, so I just want to put it out there. But Matt is into powerlifting. Oh, shit. So oh, he, hell, he, yeah. he wakes up I'm at like 5 a.m., like five days a week and four days. Okay, whatever. 4 a.m. Okay, four, oh, oh, 4 a.m. Do yeah. you want to wrestle? Is yeah. this the ultimate goal? You wake goal? up I want, at 4 a.m. Yes. or you get there at 4 a.m.? No, I wake up at 4 a.m. Getting there at 4 is way too early. Yeah. I wake up at wake 4 a.m. What time usually... do you go to bed? He called me the other day and he said he was at the gym for three hours. What? Yeah. Well, I'm currently training for a meet right now. So okay. I'm training for a big competition that's going to happen in March. Um, so you're not lifting just 15 pound weights then, no. to be clear. <laughs> I'm, I'm, so, so for those of you who are curious, I'll put myself over really quick. I'm getting ready to deadlift somewhere between 5 and 5.30. What the hell? I'm getting ready that's to- people? What is that? Pounds. <laughs> oh, okay. 500 to 530 pounds. I'm getting ready oh, to- wow. I'm getting ready to squat in the mid fours. So somewhere in the 440 range. And then I'm getting ready to bench somewhere in like the 280 range, hopefully. And that's like, that's insane. Training goes well, and I remain healthy. Uh, I'm also. And you're not like a tall. How tall are you? I'm five ten, five eleven. Yeah. I'm I'm Taller moving I'm Jason. moving up a weight class right now, so I'm like actively trying to become two hundred and five pounds, which is why I look two C thick right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so but, sometimes you'll go for three hours. Yeah. And just lift mm -hmm. straight. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, it's important. I think a lot of people in our industry, they either have a physical thing that they do or they have another hobby. So, you know, An Clark outlet. rock climbs. Uh, a lot of people do music. Uh, a lot of people might be artistically inclined to do things like that. And for chefs, I think it's heavily important to have more than one thing that you're focusing a lot of your intention on. Because if, if you're only trying to get better and progress at one thing, you're going to burn yourself out. So for yeah, me, powerlifting was that. that other thing that I got really excited about and I threw myself into 100%. And it's given me another outlet of like pushing myself that isn't, you know, get there and get to the kitchen earlier, work longer, be harder, you know? I feel like there aren't a lot of vegans then in the powerlifting scene, kind of to your point. Like it hasn't no. kind of hurt your performance at all though, you know, like no. you're- Isn't Cam Newton not. vegan? Yeah. Yeah. There yeah. you go, boom. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> but it also, it also plays really well into the fact that, you know, Matt's trying to get into the professional wrestling scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's like ready to go. If you're listening to this, highspots.com, I want to be, uh, I want to be trained hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. It's funny too, because not a lot of people know, but in like 2012, I broke my back. I have like my oh L5 my and my S1 are fused together. And like, I really want to be a figurehead for like, you can just do it. Like, just go ahead. It's going to take time. It's taken me a very long time to train myself and get to where I am now. Um, but you can do it. You know, apply yourself. Adam, what's your outlet that's not cooking or food related? Um, I, uh, I like to just sit. Oh my gosh, me too. Yeah. Also, I like to lie down oh, sometimes. Uh, that's an advanced technique. Well, you, we found out you have there. two pugs. Oh, yes. I do have two pugs. Yeah, they're, they're definitely an outlet. Pugs. So oh, are, yeah. are you like pure pugs? We have one puggle, so I guess I should say oh, one and a no. half pugs. Whoa. Puggle. <laughs> no, 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 they're all great. I love dogs. Uh, no, yeah, I have two pugs. Let's talk about that are they life fawns? quickly. Uh, I have one fawn pug, one black pug. Are okay. you covered in hair? I don't see no hair on you. I, I want to get the. Seems unfair. We want to get a black pug nest because I heard they shed less. Is that true? Uh, they should about the same. I think that's about okay. the same. It's, it's interesting because when um, I got the black pug, I, I rescued you from a, a, a local pug rescue. Uh, uh, Middle Mid-Atlantic pug, Mid -Atlantic pug rescue. Shout yeah. out. I uh, donate to them every month. Oh, uh, they're fantastic <laughs> yes, people. Yes, they are. Um, but yeah, so when uh, I adopted the, the black pug, they, they, um, they asked about the first pug that, mm -hmm. that I had. And if it was another black pug, they said they wouldn't have let me 
have it. Why they that don't seems get along? racist? Because I know it's yeah, very racist. <laughs> it's pugus. Yeah, they uh, they encourage the intermingling of the of the species. No, um, <laughs> they. Um, this is a it's, really it's progressive actually pug, very so. forward thinking. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, but I guess so. Um, black female pugs tend to be like very dominant. Okay. I've heard that about female pugs. I didn't yeah. know it made a difference though. Uh, apparently, the, but okay. yeah. So so I have two female pugs. And oh the, wow. uh, And the fawn. Oh, one. we have two males. Uh, the fawn. Are you thinking one. what I'm thinking? Oh yeah, come <laughs> over, have a party. Yeah, whatever. Uh, the fawn one is is very subservient. She's like very relaxed. Yeah. And, and then the, the you know the black pug. So it's is, a perfect fit. Yeah. yeah What's the black pug's dumb. name? I might have seen him on Mid Atlantic Pug Rescue Instagram page. Spaghetti. Oh, oh my, my gosh. God. I love food names for pugs. It's oh, yeah. I, I love, yeah. I once knew a dog named Soup. It was my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. And I was like, yeah, we'll call her Spaghetti. So is Spaghetti older? Like, cause spaghetti I know a lot is of people... seven, and then okay. the, the fawn pug, BB, is uh, 10. Okay. Yeah. So you're getting to that elderly pug life. Yeah, ours are 15, so. Oh, what? boy. Yeah. It's, uh, oh yeah, it's getting heavy. Like, <laughs> Jason came home. It was like Wednesday, and I was out at an appointment, and he texted me, and he was like, there are accidents all over. No, I this said there's house. shit in poop everywhere. <laughs> I was trying to not, but it's yeah. what happened. And like, yeah, it's just like sometimes you go come downstairs in the morning and you're like, what's what am I gonna see? What's gonna happen? Sure. <laughs> but but it's know, fun. You know, it's an adventure. Dogs are great. Okay. Pugs are great. We have yeah. a recurring segment. Mm -hmm. What's the best thing you ate this week? Ate or drank. Oh. Yeah. I, d I can't even remember yesterday. I know. Oh, I always have week. to think back. What do we to What like, do we cook for AEW this week? Laney made chili. Oh, Laney made chili. La La oh. Laney yeah. made chili this week, and it was absolutely fantastic. Traditional chili, like beans. Uh, she she did it in the Instapot. So mm -hmm. like she did she did two types of beans in the Instapot, and then Tofurkey's chorizo. Um, she made it vegan for us. Oh right, yeah. It was it was really good. Awesome. Yeah. Basically. You too? Same? Cosine? Uh, <laughs> you can't be lame like that. <laughs> no. I, I mean, I, yeah, I was there and it was fantastic. And Lainey's awesome. It, I mean, it was... Okay, okay I'm going to say something that's going to upset Matt. But, you know, it was vegan chili. I know. I was going to say, like, <laughs> I got all excited too. And then I was like, Shots oh, to a perky, like, yeah. oh. Yeah. Hold on. I really, like, one thing I really like doing with Matt is, like, when Matt gets really excited. <laughs> oh, sweet air horn. I <laughs> love it. Whenever Matt gets, like, like I will be, like, Matt, Matt will give me food. And um, I'll be his, like, does it taste like real meat right. judge? Yes. And, is this good um, or is this like is really good or just good for a vegan? Yeah, yeah <laughs> and uh, recently uh, Matt is making a, a secret item for a uh, for an event he has coming up, uh, oh, a dinner yeah. at Free Range uh, next month, February seventeenth. If you yeah. want a Thanks, Adam. private night with Matthew Martin and yep. his vegan cuisine, oh. uh, but he gave me a little preview of an event and it was it legit tasted like bacon. It was fantastic. Oh my gosh, tempeh yeah. or no, uh, no. no. lines secret. Lines yeah, lines made. Oh, mushrooms. Oh. I didn't want to give it away. One of the yeah. best. I give it away. One of the best things we've ever had was the lion's mane mushroom that was like a chicken nugget. Hell yeah. It Where'd was you have so good at Blue Hill Excellent. at Stone Barns. That's yeah. awesome. And you had soup at the free soup day. Yeah, What, what was your soup? Tell us about that. Uh, it was uh, like a mix between shoyu ramen broth. And oh yeah, that was so soup. good. Oh, yeah, It was like so great because it was lighter than all yep. the other options. So it's like, I don't know. It was just, and it, was it was the warm, perfect addition and it was like, to that event. It was like, yeah. I really was wanted That was the first one we had. I wanted to make a soup where if I was hungover, I would want to have that yes. soup. Yeah. Like salty yes. and like, yeah, it, oh, it was, it was yeah. good. Yeah, Loved that was it. fun. The uh, the free range dinner is going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a five course dinner, um, and it's very affordable. Where uh, do you get tickets? Uh, there's an Eventbrite. I think that you can get the you can get the link through my personal Instagram. Um, we'll Strong put that Vegan on, Chef, we'll or you can get it through free the, ranges uh, on this podcast episode. Okay. If I remember, yeah, they, they do a lot of cool things at Free Range. They are amazing people. Yeah. They yeah. are like, like pillars of our community. It yep. seems like they're really so are. generous. Yeah. yeah. Well, what about you? What's the best thing you ate? Then? Uh, I actually, now that I've talked up, now that I've talked about, it, I think it was actually the the lion's mane 
I wish I had like a, like a, like a pound bag of it. I guess go to this dinner people. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Clark because Clark gave me his notes on what he likes to do. So I sort of have a a a recipe. Clark Barlow. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I like texted him and was like, is this how you would do it? And he was like, this is how we do it. And then I was like, this is what I usually do. And then pretty much tried both of them so that I could see which one is actually better. Um, but, uh, He's he's a wealth of knowledge and, and he's always very generous with sharing techniques, which is cool. Awesome. What's the best thing you ate, Jason? Ooh. Oh me? Oh who me? <laughs> oh little <laughs> me. Don't get too sugar like happy. I on feel that like all three of us would get a along together like we could hang out i don't know you have to ask them i mean they're here so well, i'm gonna ask you to ask them <laughs> <laughs> anyway um do you like me Check was it, was it the no. ice cream you just said? yeah you yeah it could be that could be that <laughs> i want to no. i'm just like I, everything it's just amazing this whole counterculture <laughs> i don't know about and games so much fun anyway um i don't know if you guys know it's restaurant weed oh. i normally avoid oh, really <laughs> what i normally that? avoid restaurant weed but I totally forgot that it was restaurant weekend. I wanted to go to the Porter's house. Oh, nice. Because not for the state, because he makes a really good pasta. Yeah. Um, he has a pasta that is, he does smoked oysters and chorizo. Um, I forget the pasta type. But I really wanted that. And then I walked in and it was Saturday night and it was restaurant week. I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but luckily, I, luckily, they hooked me up with a seat at the bar and I got that. And it was so good. Pasta's amazing there. That's why I know. Yeah, I went somewhere for restaurant week, uh, just same thing, like not just because we were going out and it was just kind of happened. Um, and I'm not going to talk about that because it was not a good experience, but I feel bad for the restaurants. Yeah, restaurant it just week. sucks. Yeah, like I'm not, there's yeah. no point in even like, nope. you can't count yeah. it in your head. It's nope. like it never Doesn't happened. Yeah. So, um, but probably Jason, like sometimes will bring me um, batch maker treats during the day. Yes. Oh, oh my God. Batch. Have you guys had that? I haven't. They no. have a lot of vegan she, stuff from what I've heard. She yeah. is freaking incredible. I just, this, it is incredible. It's like next level amazing. And I pretty often get the oatmeal cream pie um, just because it's like, for some reason, like one of the ones that's like happens to be there, we go later. And I don't mm-hmm. know why, cause it's like really, really good. It should go first. And it's also like the size of like a pug head. Mm. So I normally I put it in two servers. It was too good. I couldn't even, yeah, that's, that's my scale. Everything's in pug heads. You could lift but, two yeah. million of two them. Million anyway, pug heads. <laughs> the like marshmallow fluff frosting that on the inside is favorite so that, that was it but anyway thank you guys for spending some of your time on this sunday and okay so tell us you have a million businesses yeah, which, might yeah. Take, this might take two hours where but tell us go? where we can find you all <laughs> on the internet on instagram absolutely so instagram is going to be title belt ice cream um that's where we're going to be i predominantly post on instagram most of the stuff links to facebook but it's a little stagnant uh, i just like instagram better as a way of communicating. Um, but on Instagram, we're going to put up all of our pop-ups and everything like that and where you can be looking out for us and whatever other people end up joining our tag team. So whoever becomes our new tag team partners, businesses that we partner with, will be put up there as well. Um, but that's title belt ice cream. Um, and then my personal Instagram is strong vegan chef. Um, mostly it's just me lifting. I kind of use it as like a lifting log and then occasionally there'll be like really nice is your food. shirt on or off or what's the deal? It's usually on. Yeah. Oh, that's Darn. too bad. And then, and then Adam. <laughs> well, fresh list. Absolutely. Fresh yeah. List. It's so, there's so list? many things. Uh, yeah. yeah. So fresh list CLT yeah. and fresh yeah. list. You can, can't people get it too, or is it just restaurants? So currently our model is just wholesaling to restaurants. We have a lot of consumer facing things that we're going to be opening up to. Um, but we're in this transition period of moving into our 
like second stage home essentially. So like yeah. our, our, we're, we're getting we a need to larger do a whole space. Podcast on you guys have to have Jesse on. Jesse's fantastic. Yeah, he's yes. amazing. And his sure. story is amazing. I'll make sure that happens as soon as this yes. one's over. Yeah. We'd love that. And, and the whole team is amazing. Aaron and Gigi, like we have a very solid, very diverse group of people who are all aligned in this obscure you're doing goal. Like, you're doing <laughs> God's work. Local food. Yeah. Like it's very, really yeah. Like we've done a lot of thinking this week because there were some articles posted this week. Oh, we don't have to. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's not get into don't that. Don't get matched. But, yeah, don't get started. But, I, but, <laughs> yeah. but I've been thinking about like how do we move it forward in Freshlist? Like I think we all want locally driven restaurants and to support local food Absolutely. and local farmers and fresh list is doing the Lord's work on that. Absolutely. Yeah. Forefront. Yep. What about you, Adam? Where can we find you? Um, Matt gave all the title belt info, mm -hmm. uh, Duke's bread. Uh, the best place you can find information is on our website. Dukesbread.com has a list of, uh, all the after your last name, after my <laughs> last name and the fact that I make bread, <laughs> uh, or you know, at, th at this point, employ people that make bread wrote itself. Um, shout out Glennis. Yeah. 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 yeah oh yeah. Shout out to Glennis, uh, my co-owner who basically runs that day-to-day -day operation is an amazing yeah. person. She's fantastic. Uh, but yeah, so information on us, you can go, uh, best places. Dukesbread.com has a list of, um, all the, all the, retail locations that carry our bread uh lists all of the uh whole restaurants that wholesale our bread and that use our product um and kind of any other fun info about us on there well your bread's the shit the ice cream is the shit it's all good it's, it's all, all good <laughs> it all earned the belt yeah that's oh right boy. get the strap so it's important get the strap strap, strap it on <laughs> all right you guys that was awesome everyone have a great week Strap it on. Hello, everyone. It's Jason. Um, this is after the podcast. I wanted to um, say some things about the article that came out this week at the Charlotte Observer. I didn't want to put it at the top because I didn't want to take away from the guest. Um, so this is at the end of the podcast, just me. And um, I don't want to bash the article. I have some thoughts on it. Um, I, I think it did start a conversation, which was good. I don't think that um, calling everyone, saying everyone in Charlotte has ethical blemishes that writes about food or um, talks about food is necessarily helpful for the conversation. But um, I'd like to give some thoughts on criticism in Charlotte and the food scene and, you know, kind of why we do what we do and um, how we can help. So the first thing on criticism, um, I think we all want, you know, more writing in Charlotte. We want good writing. We want people writing good stuff about food. But I don't think that um, when we had just one critic at the Charlotte Observer that we had really a good restaurant scene or they helped the restaurant scene that much. If you look back at the time then, I mean, our food scene sucked. We had, it was a steakhouse town. We had a couple of good restaurants. Um, there's no empirical evidence that having a critic at the Observer helped the scene at all. I think uh, the role of a critic, an individual critic, is overblown um, because they it's one person and they have to read a newspaper and no one reads anymore. So um, I think the rise of food in Charlotte and in general in the country really has a lot to more to do with TV, with the rise of the Food Network, Top Chef, Anthony Bourdain, Andrew Zimmern, Chef's Table, 
um, Somebody Feed Phil, you know, these, even David Chain's new show, um, those, uh, that has had way more influence on people wanting to eat out. Also, we've just seen, you know, a cultural shift from people cooking at home and, you know, they would go out on special occasions to now younger people eat out a couple times a week, even older people do. So there's just way more people eating out. That's caused a lot more restaurants to open. That has way more to do with um, the rise of the food scene in Charlotte and around the country than um, than a critic. Also, just um, back in the day, like the best chefs had to be in these big cities because there was no internet. So in order to know what was going on and what was happening, like you had to be near each other so you could go see what they were cooking at that restaurant or this restaurant. Um, now that's not the case. You can go online and if Renee Redzepi posts something on Instagram, you can instantly know what happens. There, there's a good case of this this year actually in um, Barcelona at Enigma. Um, they created this crystal bread, which was basically clear bread. And they, uh, they, recorded how they made it and then all of a sudden all these other chefs around the country started posting how they're making this crystal bread and how they're improving it um, and using local ingredients i think that's so cool that's what's that's what we love about the food scene is that local chefs can take um recipes and techniques that they're learning at the top restaurants in the world and then they can apply it to their local ingredients and make something uniquely their own that's unique to where they live and that's that's one of the cool things about food and why people, why we love it and why I think other people love it. So I think that's had way more to do with why food is getting better all over the country and in Charlotte. Um, I also think that um, chefs now, you know, they have their own voice. They can go directly in restaurants. They can go directly to people. They don't really need a credit to come in and write a review anymore. I mean, that that's still they still want that but they can go post on their instagram they can go post on facebook and to be honest with you i'd rather hear from and we write you know we have stallion pancake so we do this but i'd rather hear from what david chain likes to eat or what renee redzepi likes to eat or the places he goes because he's a chef and he knows way more about food than i do in a lot of ways so i'd rather hear where he's coming from so there's just a lot of ways that Consumers need information now compared to just a newspaper. And that is ultimately a good thing because the more voices that we have, um, the better our restaurant scene will be. It's literally impossible for a critic to be able to go to every single restaurant in Charlotte and give it a fair view. There's over 600 restaurants. It's impossible for a national publication to go around the country and and um, rank all 600,000 restaurants. It's just impossible. You can't do it with one person. So you need all these people, all all these different voices and different lots of life giving color to the restaurant scene. Um, are critics important? Yes, of course they're important because it's important to have a, uh, you know, a trained person who understands the food scene. Um, but oftentimes critics aren't that aren't those people. If you have a critic that's at the Charlotte Observer and they don't like now and they don't travel around the world like in order to know what's happening in the food scene 
and you have to know what's going on around the world because it's so global now. Like you have to know what's happening in Denmark and what's happening in Thailand and Japan and how all that's influencing. And if you just stay in Charlotte and if you just critique Charlotte, you're missing all of that. And you're not getting a full context of why a certain, why Bardo, for instance, put this on their plate. Like Bardo's a great example. Like Bardo, Mike Knoll, came from Chicago, worked at Schwa. The guy at Schwab worked at Alinea under Grant Atkins. Grant Atkins worked at French Laundry under Thomas Keller. And if you look at what Bardo is doing, all those are influencing there. And if you have a critic that's just in Charlotte that doesn't really understand that, they're not going to give a proper critique of Bardo. So that that's why like I think it's just so important and so good now that we have all these voices. And where I think restaurants get frustrated and we get frustrated too at this is you know people go on yelp and they write their reviews and a lot of them are bullshit but you know there's no stopping that like we we live part part of um the way restaurants you know publicity you know they're getting all this publicity from instagram and from facebook and they want to control the narrative of their restaurant which i totally blame don't blame them on but you just can't do that anymore, and you're always going to get these crazy people writing reviews. I think it's more important now more than ever that we don't treat everybody, everybody's review the same or anybody's review the same. You have to be critical of what you're reading. You shouldn't be cynical, but you should be critical. Pete Wells said that, um, which I thought was really good. Um Every person that you read is biased in some way or the other. We're biased, and we like a certain type of restaurant. Um, we could go, you and I could go to the same restaurant, have the exact same thing at the same time, and you might hate it, and I might like it, and it's just because I have a different palate. I have a different um, way I like things. Uh, it, it, there's multiple t- things that could be different between you and me that allows us to like something or not like something. And food is not black and white. It's not fat based. It's, it's, it's an art. It's, it's about, you know, where, where you are at the time, your mood at the time when you're eating it. There's so many variables that go into whether you like something or not. And that's why food's cool. And that's why we like it. But that's why it's so important for the readers and listeners to not just read one person, but to read multitudes of people. Like, and readers are already doing that. I mean, I don't have to tell you that. Before you go to a restaurant, you probably might look at Yelp to start, and then you'll you'll say, oh, that that place is getting high reviews. Now let's go look at um, now let's go look at a more long form piece to see what they said about it. Someone who actually um, is more critical. Uh, you guys are already doing that, and most people are doing that, and most people know. Um, when people on Instagram are posting bullshit that's paid for and is not authentic. I truly believe that. And if you don't believe that or you don't think that, you should be critical about what people are posting. Like, we only post things that we like, period. Like, we don't post things that we don't like. Um, And because if we did, if we posted things we didn't like because a restaurant invited us in for free, like, then you guys wouldn't be able to trust what we put on Instagram or what we write about. 
like that's not right and we tried like when we write a review we just close if we got anything for free on instagram we don't always do that and but i don't think it's really necessary because like sometimes we don't even remember if we went in for free or not a restaurant might invite us in for free for instance like bardo they invite us in for free at first but now i go there every three weeks and spend 100 150 dollars a time and I don't know if I took that picture the first time or the second time or whatever, but I'm posting Bardo because I like it or any other restaurant. I'm just using Bardo as an example. But so hopefully you think that if you don't like that, then I'm sorry. Um, but hopefully you understand that like when we're posting something, it's because we truly back it. And most people in Charlotte, ourselves included, are making zero to little money on um, influencing, if you want to call it. I don't really consider us an influencer. I consider us more on the critical side. But, um, you know, we make $1,500 a year, mostly not of sponsorships, but because Yvonne does writing on the side for people that want her to write about random things that they found out through Scallion Pancake. And we get a few sponsors on our podcast. But we've spent well over, like, double that. Plus, I don't even include restaurants that we spend money on so we've we spend way more money than what we make on scallion pancake and that's okay because we love doing scallion pancake because the reason why we do scallion pancake is we love food that's like our hobby when we travel around the world like we go to the best restaurants because that's what we like to do we're not into music we're not into um concerts like where other people spend their money like that's where we spend our money on and we love it and we just want to allow people who are like us that like doing this similar things that love food to we want to help them and we want to help charlotte and that's our ultimate goal is like when i think about how do we make charlotte better like it can't just be one person it can't just be stallion pancake it can't just be unpretentious pal it has to be all of us together making it better and what does that mean i think what it means for me is we want more chef-driven, locally sourced restaurants. We want people to um, support our local chefs and our local farmers and get the best local ingredients we can in the most delicious way. And that's what we're trying to do. And, uh, you know, hopefully we're succeeding. Um, But you know what? We're going to keep fighting the good fight and we're going to keep doing it because we love it. And ultimately, that's... um, the key thing and i just want to say thank you all for listening to us i don't think we say it enough but like it really means a lot to yvonne and me and um when we get nice notes on instagram or people comment on our blog posts and say this was really good like i was i was going to this restaurant and i had the same experience and i'm glad someone else felt that way it just really makes us happy because that's why we're doing it we're just trying to to let people have better experiences so thanks for listening for to my little rant, and um, I encourage the conversation to continue. And if you're just starting, you know, don't let that restaurant discourage or that uh, article discourage you um, about the Charlotte food scene. The Charlotte food scene is great, and we're getting better. And I encourage you guys, like if if you were thinking about starting a blog or thinking about starting a podcast or an Instagram or whatever you want like start it do it we need more of you we need more people out there that are helping the food scene grow um so that's it everyone have a great week